party people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer, and this week on the show, I am joined once again by my good friend, Riley Rethal, for a game of Galactic 2nd Edition. Galactic is a belonging-outside-belonging game of character-driven, relationship-focused space opera stories in the vein of the Star Wars franchise. It is a game about creating rebellions, relationships, and wars among the stars as a plucky group of heroes stand up against the Mandate and change their galaxy for the better. If you know anything about me, you know how much I love Star Wars, you know how utterly excited I am for Galactic. Uh, Galactic 2nd Edition is out as of today, May the 4th, 2021. And let, me, and let me tell you, I've been so excited for this game. I'm so excited to release this episode, to play this game. I adore Galactic. I'm such a big fan of this game. I really want you to go buy the game, uh, get your own copies, tell your own stories, create your own magical space opera, and fill the galaxy with stories of heroes doing brave and heroic things. You can find your own copy of Galactic by going to metagame.itch.io slash galactic. Or you can check the show notes for more information. Uh, and yeah, with that, I actually don't have anything else for you, so let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. Uh, this week, I am so, so excited to be joined once again by returning guest, friend of the show, my good friend, Riley Rethal. Riley, thanks so much for coming back on Party of One. Thank you for having me. I mean, I feel like, you know, since I was on last time, it's it's been a long, long time, you know? It has been. It has been. I see what you did there, and I appreciate it. And I want it noted. I appreciate it. Um, so real quick at the top of the show, talk us through what we are playing this week, as well as anything else you've got going on that you might want the audience at home to know about. Uh, yeah. So this week we are playing Galactic second edition, um, which is Galactic is my belonging outside belonging Star Wars game, which, um, I've been working on a big revision to, um, inspired by Wander Home and also other stuff just to make it like bigger and more of like what I specifically want out of B.O.B. Um, mm -hmm. So that's what that is. Other stuff I've going on. I mean, I just write, I write games sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, other, once other in a while, games. occasionally. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't have any other big things. This is kind of the one. That's, I, mean, is, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good one thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm about to spend a month working as an intern in a hospital pharmacy. But um, by the time this comes out, I'll be done. So you, you can go find me there or anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I well then then at then I hope that it was an adventurous internship by the time that this episode releases. Me, me um, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's go ahead and dive in then because we've got some prep work to do. We've got some uh, world building or I guess I should say galaxy building to do. Hey. Uh, and then we'll go in and we'll tell a great story. So uh, we are playing Galactic Second Edition. Uh, Galactic is, like you said, it is a belonging-outside-belonging game of rebellion and relationships in space. Uh, we are going to be playing people doing heroic things in a world of space magic and space wars. Wars among the stars, I guess you could say. You, you um, could. And if, if, if you were looking for ways to describe the things that are going to unfold, I guess that's a way we could describe them. Yeah, probably probably a lot of different ways. A lot of different ways, I think. You know, it's it's a big there. There are big concepts in play, like stars and wars. Mm -hmm. um, so let's go ahead and dive right in. Uh, should we read through uh, the playbooks and world books and choose our options from them? Sure, sounds good. All right. So our playbooks. Uh, do you want me to just read through the little two sentence descriptions, or should we go back and forth? What do you What do you think? Uh, let's go back and forth. 
All right, I will go ahead and start. Uh, so our first playbook is the Ace. The Ace is a skilled pilot, and their power comes from their agility, conviction, and nerve. So our next playbook is the Nova. The Nova is attuned to the space between. Um, the space between is like my my serials filed off version of the Force. Um, their power comes from their emotion, focus, and intuition. Uh, there is the Defector. The Defector used to work for the Mandate, but had a change of heart. Their power comes from their compassion, determination, and will to change. And there's the Diplomat. The Diplomat has a position of power or influence in the galaxy. Their power comes from their leadership, negoci- negotiation, and strategy. There's the Scoundrel. Uh, the Scoundrel is a member of the underbelly of the galaxy. Their power comes from their connections, recklessness, and criminal history. And then there's the Mechanic. The Mechanic is a fixer. Their power comes from their mechanical knowledge, drive, and insight. So, uh, which playbooks are you most interested in playing? And then we'll pick from one from there. I mean, I think I'm going to have to ask you that because I, I want to play all of them eventually, and I'm I'm halfway there right now. So I, you know, I have three to choose from. The two that jump out to me the most are the Ace and the Defector. Those are the two that that like I immediately gravitated towards, and that I feel like I have character I, concepts. That's that's great. I've I've both of those I've already played, so like you're fine there. I, that's just funny because I recently was like, God, I hope people don't don't realize that those are my two favorites. Um. So well, I'm glad. I'm glad that we're, we're going to get to watch those play out, and not because all the other ones are bad. <laughs> I'm I'm glad. I'm really glad that we're going to get to spotlight your two favorites then, or at least one of your two favorites. Yeah, I just I I am a liker of Finn and Poe. I think I mentioned Finn Poe the last time I was on here. So <laughs> I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did because you because because uh, I've been a lo- it's been a long long time is is a Finn Poe game, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm shocked reading through these playbooks that you're a fan of these characters, frankly. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go with the Defector. I think the Defector is the one that like I'm most interested in. I I had a pitch for the Ace, but I think the Defector is where my heart is for this particular this particular game. Hell yeah! Um, oh man! All right. Well, that means because I'm I'm choosing between the Diplomat, Scoundrel, and Mechanic. Those are the ones that I haven't done yet. Um. What would be the most interesting to play with a defector is the question. Hmm. I feel like, I mean, Diplomat and Scoundrel are both, like, those are kind of, like, two two different sides of, of a dynamic mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I feel like there's one that jumps out to me as more interesting than the other, but I don't necessarily want to color your color your. Oh decision. no, go for it. I I have no opinion right now. The, 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 the Diplomat and Defector feels like a very, like, fruitful uh like two person like that feels like there's a good there's an interesting dynamic there of yeah. the person that that changed sides and the person that has been working uh for the for the for the heroes for a long time like that 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 dynamic is very interesting to me yeah okay love it extremely good all right do we want to run through our choices yeah i mean i i haven't made them yet so <laughs> all right um, yeah, let, I, I've made a few of them. I, I, I got to run through some things. I know a few things that I want. So I'm going to take a moment. This is my note. This is heavily edited. <laughs> so we've got time to sit and like, look things over. Okay. All right. I feel, I feel good. Do you want to go first or should I? Um, you can go first. All right. So I my defector. I also got to find a name. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so my defector, uh, my my defector, his name, uh, he they pronouns. His name is, uh, his name is is, is Garu Dokmer. 
Garu is Garu has uh has nervous eyes and a uh, a sincere voice. Um young uh like young you know baby young baby face um he's wearing um he is wearing whatever clothes others have given him and he is also wearing uh he is also he's got to be I love just goggles are also good. Goggles are always good. But I picture specifically the, the, the aesthetic that I get and that those two choices come together. The, the, the vibe I get for Garu's aesthetic is, at this point in, in their career, in their story is, mm-hmm. you know, when you are like six seasons into a TV show and like a character gets a new outfit, mm-hmm. but it's not like a permanent outfit. It's not like their new like signature look. It's like their outfit for like, the first part of the season until they kind of fall back in the status quo. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. That's the vibe that I'm getting from Garu's outfit where it's like, it's like he's wearing the, he's wearing the, the sort of liberation like uniform. He's he's cool now. Yeah. Yeah. He's wearing the cool kids. He's wearing the cool kid outfit, uh, but it, it, but it doesn't look like he is comfortable in it yet. Like gotcha. it doesn't look like it's his outfit yet. Uh, the last straw. So Garu was a member of the mandate. Until his comrade was killed for nothing. It was, mm-hmm. it was actually like, uh, it was, it just kind of happened. Like it was, it was a little bit of a, of a, a Darth Vader, uh, like choking, choking someone on the Death Star moment. Like it was mm-hmm. a, it was a member of the mandate that killed, uh, their best friend. And they just kind of went, I'm done. I'm not like I, and they, 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 they noped out of there there two things that the two things that they are and two things that he wants to be um he is he is a reliable friend and he is devoted to the liberation he wants to be uh he wants to be at peace with their past and they want to be uh calm under pressure Oh no! So no, they want to be they want to be fitting in with their new environment and at peace with their past. That feels like mm. such a juicy, such <laughs> a juicy pairing that that's where I want to run with it. Uh, and their two relationships are with their commanding officer that wants them dead, and with the uh, and with the liberation fighter who reluctantly trusts him. Hmm. Maybe that's me. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um. Okay. So. My diplomat, um, I, I made a names list in preparation for this, and I'm very happy I did. Um, so my character's name is Kane Arcana. Um, and great name, great Star Wars name. Thanks. No, uh, well, let, 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 just love you. Love you um, and she, she's like a like a military personnel in the Liberation, um, and she, she's a major. So, so she's Major Arcana. Damn, damn, I, I. I'm going to go ahead and just stop the recording. I feel like we got what we needed out of this. I feel like we're good. I don't feel like we need to go any further. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, that's that's all you really need to know about Galactic 2 We got it. We got it. We're done. Uh, very good. I love Thank that you. so much. Um, so she has formal speech and a wistful smile. I think this is I, – I really – I tend to play, like, feral teens and such – in RPGs, mm-hmm. and so I'm tr- I'm I'm trying my hand at someone older. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but I think that's an interesting kind of juxtaposition with yeah with Garu. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so she has a military getup, a concealed blaster, and metallic accents, which probably, um, you know, like metals and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And her two beliefs are there is no such thing as negotiation. I messed up the word negotiation twice now. There is no such thing <laughs> as negotiation with a mandate, and violence is necessary for creating a peaceful future. Um, the two things that she engenders in those around her are righteous anger and determination. And mm. her three relationships are the leader of the other rebel force with disagreeable methods. So I'm assuming there's someone who's kind of like, you know, maybe wants to to have a more like, what's the word? Like, like moderate kind of stance. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, and then uh, her finicky translation droid and the smuggler. Gotta have still a finicky translation me. droid. You gotta. You really gotta. <laughs> Um, and then the smuggler who still owes me. I want to throw out immediately, partially <laughs> just. Par- I mean, partially because like I I am I am also Finpo trash, but like I would love to have a relationship with the smuggler that owes you that oh, like good. that smuggler snuck snuck me off of the mandate ship, yes. or like I I was I was you know galactic hitchhiking and and that 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 smuggler is the reason that I have like ended up with the liberation like i hitched a ride and they were headed here and then they met up with you and then i ended up i ended up following you around like a puppy dog okay cool so i'll come on again we can play e-ball again with this good done sold uh yes you you can't see it but i'm smiling very big good 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 all right, so now we're asking. Uh, do we? I think we should probably ask both our left and right questions to each other just to really flesh out like yeah. how we relate to one another. Oh yeah. And then we'll go. We'll go one one. We'll go back and forth. Like yeah. We'll do. We'll do. We'll do one each. Okay. So uh, let me ask you the first question. What was the first thing you noticed about me? Hmm. hmm. I guess the question is like, how did we meet then? Like specifically. Um, I think literally, I. The, the the visual that I get is like it's gotta be through this smuggler, right? Like it's gotta mm-hmm. be through this 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 central character. Maybe it literally was like I like I walked off of that ship and like the, the the smuggler was like on their way to meet you for business and I just mm-hmm. kind of like hopped off the ship and was like hanging out behind them, like hi. Um I mean Probably the in-character thing to say is, like, that you were wearing, like, mandate, like, a mandate uniform or something. And, like, Mm. I was immediately very, like, defensive, I guess. That's probably not exactly the right word. Or, like, on the offense, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, and probably to the smuggler was like, (laughs) what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, like, why did you do do this? Yeah. Um, hmm. God, I'm, I'm trying to pick between these questions. I think, I think I want to start with what sensitive information did I tell you recently and why? I think, I think you probably told me that there is, there is some kind of, of operation unfolding, like some sort of like top secret need to know operation unfolding mm. that, that you probably like have just keyed me into. And I think it maybe it's like, what if it is, what if it is half that, that like I am supposed to play a role in it, whether it's mm. just like I am protecting, I am protecting you or I am protecting someone or I am, I am a gun to shoot at a thing or, and then the, or the other half is this is you, this is, this, this is like 
and this is this is partially me eliminating one of the questions that I was thinking about asking, but I don't think I want to. I, I think it, there's more interesting things for me to ask. This is you. This is you figuring out if you want if you want to or if you could trust me. Mm. I like that. So like this is the mission that you've brought. This is like the operation. Like the the story we tell here is the operation that you've brought me in on. Yeah, like to with prove the yourself. with the. Yeah, yeah. This is this is my this is my chance at at really fitting in with the liberation. So I want to ask you, why do I trust you more than anyone else here? Oh, hmm. Um, I think I think it's because, um, Kane is very much a person who is like, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. So like she, mm. it like because you're here and because people don't trust you, in, including Kane, more or less. Mm-hmm. Other people want to stay away, but she's like, "Nah, like here, do do tasks for me. I want to, I want to see, I want to see what you're, what you're up to, you know." I like um, that. I really like that. And and because of that, you're like, "Oh wow, she's giving me tasks." Yeah, it's it, and it's it's there. It's in the back of my mind. I think I recognize that. I think I recognize oh, sure. that you are that you're like running me through the, but. On the on one level, it is absolutely just like, well, this is it. This is how I get. This is how I get in with the liberation. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, you know, you're being tested, right? But like, <laughs> I'm just like snuffing out that voice out of sheer enthusiasm and and, and a desire to a desire to do right by people. Aw, good man. I feel like we've already answered both of the question, both of the qu- other questions I was thinking about asking. Um. And I don't really want to ask how you betrayed my trust recently because I feel like that's I feel like we're kind of about to explore whatever happens there. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe I'll just do this one, and you can probably think of an interesting answer. Um, do you find me comforting or cold? I am not. A, I am not a parody of myself. I said as I said. It, I think it's. I think it's both. Um, <laughs> I think it's it's that you like you are undeniably cold to me, right? Like like I am I am ex mandate. You don't believe that you don't believe that there is any negotiation with the mandate. Like there is no way that you are that you are treating me with kind with like with a welcoming energy. Mm-hmm. Even as you are like giving me stuff to do, like there's no there's no mistaking that these are that these are tasks from a from a from a higher up the like the chain. But I am someone that that fell in with the mandate from like I'm someone that fell right in with the mandate like because I saw it as the <laughs> thing I was supposed to do as an adult. So you're it's kind of nostalgic, is what you're saying. Yeah. So for for me, I'm like okay, cool. I'm getting I'm getting orders. Like I I do not I do not have. I lack the I lack the emotional intelligence to oh. to process that this is not to process the intent behind you giving me orders and for me that is just the default. Oh. Like I'm like okay cool 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 she is my higher up and she's giving me orders. Great. All is as it should be. Oh no. Why would I expect why would I expect anything else? She is my she is my superior and she's giving me orders. That's how it's that's how it goes. I'm so sorry I've done this. I love it. It's great. It's perfect. <laughs> God. All right. So um, now I believe we move into our, I believe we move into our setting books, correct? Yeah. All right. So walk us through the setting elements. Uh, yeah. Let me go back to that. So we, there are four setting elements in Galactic. There's the space between, which is um, my serial numbers filed off version of the force. <laughs> 
Um, there is the mandate, which is my serial numbers filed off version of Vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the liberation, which is my serial numbers filed off version of the resistance slash the rebellion. And then there's the scum and villainy, you know, criminals. <laughs> I, I am so happy that that's in the, that the, that's verbatim in the book underneath. Yeah. You also play the scum and villainy, you know, criminals. I love it. That makes yeah. me extremely happy. I just kind of wrote it because I was very tired of writing things and just wanted to publish the game. But like now I feel it, like it's, it's part of the flavor. It fits. It fits so well. Like it just, it just, it just has the the exact energy that I want from that setting element. And I, <laughs> I, I would be upset if there was anything else there. Great. Glad, glad we're on the same page. So we should run through each of these setting elements and pick our two, des- uh, pick two desires each. Do we each want to pick one of the desires from each of the playbooks? Sounds good. So let's start with the space between. The connections between people are what surround us and give us strength. The galaxy is never silent. It is alive and humming with energy that you can feel if you pay attention. When channeled correctly, the space between can turn dominions into empires and revolts into revolutions. But be careful, for concentrated power can be dangerous for anyone who dares come near. So what are our, so our desires are, the options for our desires are solidarity, difficult choices, balance, intense bonds and uncontainable emotions, solitary training, enlightenment, revelation, unity with those that came before. Yeah, this is interesting because we don't really, neither of us really have any connection to the space. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I know which, which desire I want to pick for that exact reason. All right. And that is, uh, I would love to posit intense bonds and uncontainable mm. emotions. I think that is a natural way for the space between to 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 posit in 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 with the characters that we've built and the uh, the scenario that we're going to be playing through. Fair enough. And then I I feel like that also fits because I was going to say difficult choices. Yeah, I like that. I that 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 the, the uh, that that gives me a very good picture of the space between as. For lack of a better way to put it, like a galactic sense of drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, is, that's, yeah. It's like a heightened sense of reality, right? Like, yeah. like the way that this feels like it, it processes it. And, and we could talk through like, you know, in play, if we, if we decide we want more like literal, literal serial numbers filed off Jedi and Sith things, but it feels no, like there's this sense fine. of, of, of heightened reality to it, right? Of, uh, <laughs> For lack of a better way to put it, it feels like there's a bullet time nature to it, right? Where like <laughs> when you when you when you feel something hard enough, reality shifts to accommodate it. I love that. I am not a parody of myself. I say as I posit a scenario where if you believe in something hard enough, that belief manifests into reality. God, <laughs> oh, you're so valid, though. <laughs> okay. Uh, would you like to read the intro paragraph for the mandate? I would love to. Sometimes it feels like there's no escape from its gravity. The Mandate is an intergalactic superpower that uses its might to control the galaxy with fear, propaganda, and alienation. The only way the Mandate can perpetuate itself is with constant aggression, advancement of weaponry, and violence. And we know that it will eventually collapse under its own weight. However, until then, it continues to cause death and destruction across the galaxy. Um, and its, its desires are untold destruction, unquestioned supremacy, military expansion, an end to the Nova, hierarchy and order, dominion over the space between, and restoration of an old order. Hmm. Which, which, which desire feels, feels like it does, or any of them jumping out to you? I don't know. Um, I mean, one I, jumps I, one. Oh, go for it. 
No, please, please. No, I mean, I was just going to say, I, I feel like military expansion kind of makes sense in the sense that like the liberation has also some kind of military structure in this case. Yeah. And and, and the other one that I was floating towards was hierarchy and order, because I feel like that ties really mm. nicely into, into Garu's background. If it yeah, was like yeah. you stepped out of line and some and and if like someone someone like stepped out of line or like did something or like messed up a, an order and got and got offed for it, mm-hmm. that feels very good to have it be like that. That this is we have we that is military expansion to the to the most horrific degree of like rank is un rank is rank is the most important thing, and if you if you if you violate rank, like your life is in danger. Yeah, I love that. I mean, hate that, but like, love that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I love to undermine this thing that we built. <laughs> <laughs> love to be a defector. Love to be a defector from this. Oh, I was, I have both of them here, but. <laughs> uh, so we have the liberation. There are many in the galaxy who are not willing to go down without a fight. The liberation are your comrades in arms, the people of the galaxy who are actively resisting and fighting back against the mandate. No revolution is perfect. It is made of people who are prone to disagreement and distrust. But that, many say, is what separates them from the mandate. Working together towards a better future for the galaxy. Oh, and I forgot to get rid of the lures. It's fine. Those aren't supposed to be there. So our liberation has uh, the desires of retaliatory violence, long-shot missions... Hope renewed, military strategy, imagination of a better world, ideological discourse, and working together. I mean, I definitely think long shot missions in the. In gotta have long shot yeah, missions. Gotta. <laughs> gotta. Uh, the other one that I would, I, I, like, I feel like is the perfect like contrast to the mandate is working together. Mm-hmm. If it feels like that is such a natural uh, other side of the coin from the hierarchy and order thing is like. A sense of like we have rank, you know what I mean? Like we have rank, we have roles, we have specialties, we have like a chain of command, but a sense of like we're all just kind of winging it together as, as best we can in these sort of impossible circumstances. You love to see it. You love to see it. And so that is the desire that I want to throw in there. Oh yeah. And would you like to read the 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 setting <laughs> element for Scum and Village? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, criminals. Perfect. Love it. <laughs> uh, what are our, what do we want for our desires for scum and villainy? Well, I guess, I guess really what I should ask is, uh, what is, what does your smuggler friend want? What is our, what does, what does my smuggler friend, uh, what does my smuggler friend want? So the choices are uncomfortable bargains, understanding, the jackpot. Secrecy, strings to pull, escape from this livelihood, fresh blood, and enough credits to get through the week. I love enough credits to get through the week. There's just something... Because, like, one of my favorite things, there's a trope that I I adore so, so much, is the, uh, the, the, the person in the un... in the, in the unfavorable position... Or in the like, in the weird space that is in that weird space because they genuinely love being there. There is like, there's the, there's the, there's the, the person that like the, the sense of like, you have the characters that are like in the scum and villainy area because they need to get out. But like the thing that like I am most excited about, it's, it's the, it, it's a very comic booky thing. But the idea of like 
the uh, the low level supervillain that is a low level supervillain because being a low level supervillain mm. is fun. Gotcha. Like that's that's an energy that like <laughs> I adore. I love that I love, in things. I love that interpretation of enough credits to get through the week. Like, listen, I'm just having fun. All I need is yeah. That's great. Huge I'm fan. just I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm just I'm gonna take this job. I'm gonna get paid. I'm gonna hit a bar. And I'm just gonna relax. Like Hell I'm yeah. not. I'm not looking to. I'm not looking to change the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I didn't put a boyfriend on this list. Because... We could just. I mean, well, and the reason is because it's implied, right? Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone course, is selecting course. that option. You know, criminals. <laughs> yeah. Be gay, do crimes. That's it. It's. I mean, if. It is it is a core ethos to Star Wars. It is a core <laughs> ethos to Galactic, I have to assume. Yeah, you're you're right. You're correct. Um So what's hmm. the other desire here? Yeah, I'm 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 I, I feel like I want to do uncomfortable bargains. Because I feel okay. like that that sheds an interesting light on what's already happened in the sense that like we have a smuggler that owes me who dropped off you. <laughs> And mm-hmm. I, I like the idea of that being an uncomfortable bargain, whatever that means. I like that. Yeah. I, I, I th- there is thinking that through, and this is kind of a little bit of us kind of bleeding into the next step of play, which is the idle dreaming, which is just kind of brainstorming scenes, world building, you know, hopping from moment to moment. Just vibing. Just vibing. Just, just vibing. Um, this is, this is a good, this is a good moment for that. So. Because, like, what I picture in that moment was, and it tells me a little bit about that sort of nature of uncomfortable bargains. If it really is just, like, I'm dropping this one off and I'm not really going to take, I'm not really, like, like, he's not coming back on my ship. <laughs> he, he said he wants to be with the Liberation. I don't know. You deal with him. Yeah, you, yeah. Do you, like, they're, like, they're here now. I'm going to go. It there's there there's something that's very interesting about that that is like a world detail that I want to poke at a little bit and talk through and idly dream about which is it tells me that like the that scum and villainy, you know, criminals, it tells mm-hmm. me that, that that there's a a a a power there that like or at least as it relates to the liberation that is very interesting. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they they've got a they've got some connections. That's that's a very interesting it's a very interesting setup and I almost picture it as like the liberation like as much it, there's not really a form you know there's not really a, like a formal structure but like it's a sense of if you if you get if you get somebody that you trust and you want to work with them you you put up you put up with their weird quirks yeah in order to get the job done Hell yeah and so that's uh, that is our setting elements. So talk us through what the next what the next piece of play is. Yeah, well, like you said, we have idle dreaming. Um, with so most most everything that we just did was um, pretty standard, regular, galactic. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the extra stuff that I've added um, for Galactic Two E is there are places, which is a big um, D sixty six table of different um you know like planets and places mm-hmm. that we could end up at and then also there are traits which is a big d66 table of different um traits for npcs so the way that works is you pick two traits and you pick one to two um moves from those and then every npc connects back to a setting element so like they all share a token pool 
Um, also, if you're familiar with VOV, you might be like, wait, <laughs> setting elements have token pools? Yeah, yeah, that's that's too e baby. <laughs> it's you know that's 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 the future, or I guess the the distant <laughs> past in a different ago. galaxy. You know, either way. Yeah. Yeah. So if we if we wanted to make make um your your smuggler friends as an NPC, we could do that. I would love to do that. That sounds right. great because oh, I yeah. want to get to know. I want to get to know. I want to get to know my space boyfriend. I need to know my space boyfriend. <laughs> it's important. What else is this game for? So, uh, do we? So, talk us through how this works. Do we each? Do we? Should we each roll a trait and then talk through what that trait means? That that works. Um, yeah. All right. You can uh, see so, that there's there's so, two that are not done yet, but they're mostly done. So, you know. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and roll 2d6, and the first digit will be the 10s digit, and the second digit will be the 1s digit. So that is a 1, so this is going to be a social trait. And our 6 is a 5, which is gossipy. That's fun. Wait, I that's like, so I, funny. I'm, that's so funny. You got the reverse of me, because I got 5 and then a 1. That's, that's, that is interesting. Which is also interesting, because it's faithful. I like that. I like that a lot. That is a very good combination. Yeah, that's extremely good. And I feel like it kind of fits what we have so far about him. Yeah, in a big way. So the moves, the, I'm going to choose one to two moves from Gossipy for our uh, our smuggler. And the move that I know I most certainly want is uh, I, won't start, uh, I won't start a rumor about someone or something and I also, I mean, as I also really want give someone a juicy piece of information. Like both of those are just so good, and the idea that this is someone that this is, uh, this is someone that like knows things and has no qualms about like running running his mouth on stuff is very good. Great. All right, and then and then I'm going to give him definitely give someone reason to carry on when they feel dejected or hopeless and give them a token. Love it. Um, oh, how can we, I'm trying to, I'm wondering how we can, like, make, no, that's not enough shit, sorry. I'm trying to figure out how we can, like, keep record of this. Oh, I will just put it onto a text thing and drop it into the Discord chat. Okay, okay, cool. Um, I feel like, I feel like one of us should give him a, um, a token move. Um, I mean, I do, like, spend a moment to reflect or pray. That is, that is kind of nice. So I'll do both of those. Oh, and also we should give him a name, which... Which I already have a list, so oh, there are so many good ones. Do you mind if I name him Dash? No, I love the okay. name Dash. Okay. The Dash is one of those names that like I default to in the back of my head, <laughs> and so having it in the in the game fills me with joy. Good, great. That that on my name list there's a last name, but I don't think he has a last name. I think it's just Dash. Just da- it's just Dash. Everybody knows Dash. Yeah, it, well, you you would think it's because he's fast, but like actually, he's just kind of average speed. It's one of those names. It's one of those uh, he gave himself the nickname <laughs> situations. Good. But the trick is you and don't tell anyone your real name, and then they have to call you by the nickname you gave yourself. Yeah, yeah. At a certain point, if you just if you just insist enough that 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 that's your nickname, that people will just will just work with it. Powerful. Powerful. A power move. I, I love the idea that he's actually like a huge nerd among smugglers, but because he's the only smuggler that um Garu knows, Garu thinks he's really cool. He cult he oh, and he's so he is. Uh, it, I mean, that is that is a trash trope that I adore. <laughs> is that he is leaning hard into it, right? Like 
he is for sure like being like, I'm very cool. I'm very cool and important. Mm-hmm. And anytime there's like another smuggler nearby, they're like, oh, is that Dash? Oh, God, Dash is coming over here. Just pretend <laughs> like you don't see him. Oh, <laughs> no, no, I'm very cool. I'm very cool and important. Love it so much. I'm a, I adore it. So what I would love to do mm-hmm. as we as we get uh, what I would love to do is uh, I have a big question that we can kind of idly dream about, maybe lay out a location for to give us some ideas on is what what mission were we given? I think it's I think that like whatever it is, it's kind of the three. I think it's kind of just the three of us. It's Dash. It's it's Kane and it's Garu are like Mm -hmm. in the heat of the scene that I'm most interested in is us like in the heat of whatever mission we're in. But I don't know what I want that mission to be. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, do we want do we want to like roll a place or two and. Yeah, let's let's roll a place or two. Um, Let's roll a place or two. And then that kind of will tell us like we can kind of like point at a thing that we kind of see and, and run with a thing until we kind of have an idea of what what sort of thing we're in the middle of. Here we go. Three and six is a junkyard. All right. Well, that gives a vibe <laughs> real quick. That does give a vibe real quick. That does give a vibe real, real quick. Um. All right. Junkyard. So let's choose two to three aesthetic elements and one to two rumored to be here. Sh- should I read all the choices or just... Uh, we can just, I think we can just pick. Um, so there's an aesthetic element that I want to to grab mm-hmm. because I think it's going to be fun to almost immediately invert that, and that is not another soul in sight. Like for these three characters to be alone in a in a massive junkyard is fascinating <laughs> to me. Yeah, that's I. That's not any of their elements. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is not where any of these characters naturally belong, and so that is immediately exciting to me. All right, um, and then I also like signs warnings to keep out. <laughs> yeah, that feels good. And then we get to choose. Uh, I would also like to pick mountains of rusting metal because okay, the aesthetic yes, of just like peak, like peak cartoon junkyard mm-hmm. is what I'm seeing in my head. Yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> I just I have a vision of like an aerial shot of like like just yeah. zooming out and then being like oh my god where are we? And and the thing that the thing I'm seeing in my head because at this one I'm leaning into being a parody of myself <laughs> in the in the in the in the film of what we are telling right like mm-hmm. they're in the background of shots you see there are a lot of like visual gags. There's like a there's like a Dalek like half covered up, so you just kind of see the head and the little plunger. Oh, good! And like there's just a bunch of like little things like that that are hidden amongst these piles of of rusted metal, so that people will go back and watch it on on Netflix or Hulu and be like, ah, I see that. There it is. There's a there's a DeLorean somewhere. There's yeah, there's the door of a DeLorean is sticking mm-hmm. out from a hill, so you just see that sort of like hanging open the hit the hatch door. Oh, good. I love it. So what's rumored to be here? Good question. I mean, I do I do like not quite what we're looking for, but close enough. Not, uh, that was exactly what I floated <laughs> towards as well. Good. Um I am I am going to I'm trying to decide if I would like to roll another location or if I'm thinking if we just want to really stick with the junkyard. Yeah. I, I think know. sticking with the junkyard feels good. I think what I think 
I think I want to watch these characters like play things out in a junkyard. <laughs> Classic romance trope. Yeah, just hanging in a junkyard. You know what? What romance story did not involve hanging out in a junkyard? <laughs> I I think the thing that we're looking for is I keep coming back to like a reactor core or something mm. like that. That like is just like a big giant like heavily like energized possibly exploding thing mm. in in true star wars fashion it's a big giant box with a light in the middle that might explode i mean if, if we're gonna have a macguffin we might as well just have a macguffin that's what i'm thinking like it feels like it feels like this is peak like this is peak like obtain a macguffin mm-hmm. i mean that's what the space between wants <laughs> Yeah, the space between wants us to find an object, an object that is going to put us in danger, and it put us in the worst possible place to find it. Um, I'm wondering, why is it not quite what we're looking for, but close enough? Is it, is it because it, like, it is the thing, but it just hasn't, like, it doesn't work anymore? Or is it, like, not quite the thing that we want? Maybe it's broken. I think I like it being right. the that's, thing. That's the word. That's what you say when you say it doesn't work anymore. You say it's broken. And and I think it's broken. Like, I, I want to pause it and tell me what you think of this. That mm-hmm. it's broken in the way of, like, it is it is classic movie device broken where it is sparking and mm. cracked. And, like, you know, it is, it is, it is, it is the reactor core of... Uh, of a galaxy cannon or of a of like uh like an imperator class ship like it is it is powerful enough to to give us like a humongous military edge and power like and a cruiser and something that will really like turn the tide right and we that we just happen to catch a catch a lead that uh we happen to catch a lead that there was a uh a core of one of these shit things in this junk, like on this junkyard, this junkyard planet or junkyard moon or wherever we are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, but Dash is, Dash is gossipy, right? So he heard it from someone. Dash, Dash. Yeah. Dash, Dash is like, oh yeah, I can find you one of those. <laughs> yeah. I'll find you one of those today if you want it. <laughs> God, I love the idea that we're here. Like we woke up this morning thinking it'd be a normal day. And then <laughs> by the end of it, we are here in this junkyard. <laughs> I, I, I almost I feel like that is that is I feel like we are hearing Kane like we are hearing Major Arcana literally say that, right? Like we woke up today. This is yeah. supposed to be an ordinary day. Mm-hmm. Uh Garu is like completely silent. Like Garu has their gun like to their chest, like holding it mm. like and is like is like absurdly on the mission here. Like mm-hmm. and yeah, like is holding the is holding is holding his gun to their chest and is like is like the peak of seriousness despite this being a a, a objectively absurd situation. <laughs> Good. Huge fan. And so I want to ask you, now that we've got like our scene set, what goes horribly wrong? Yeah, I mean when you have like a very powerful broken thing, my first thought is like it makes things weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. It starts, you know, seeping into the junk. I love it. I love it a lot. That's fantastic. Um, 
and and that feels a lot like and i mean it's that it's that sense of like it's it's like we were talking about with the space between right yeah, like yeah it is, i think it is, i think it is, this like probably the reactor is filled with space between whatever that means and is is literally heightening reality yeah. right like we've maybe 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 it is oh there's a very cool visual of there's a very cool visual that like we didn't even necessarily see it but like the junkyard was shifting and changing and like growing mm. as like as that that sense of like that ominous feeling that all three of us had right like kane mumbling under her breath about like this was supposed to be an ordinary day mm-hmm. like we have intense bonds like marked and and so it's that vibe of like that ominous feeling is just being amplified in the air by this giant cosmic presence yeah i'm i want to do a space between move which is invoke awe and gain a token but i'm not exactly sure what that manifests as Unfortunately, I, I realized in the middle of you talking that I've just recreated um the a scene in a book where one of my favorite characters ever dies, and I'm like shit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, diffi- difficult choices. Look, what <laughs> I, I I don't feel like I feel like playing this game and then going we're gonna we're gonna pile the serial numbers off of a thing from a book. <laughs> feels feels right well if we did that then it would be some kind of uh automaton say uh, well, what i so uh, like i i want to i want to invoke one of the aesthetic elements because i i love that i i love that move I, I i would love to invoke the aesthetic element of like the 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 signs warning to keep out mm, is good. is something something is here to keep us out Right, Ooh. like something is something. There is a there is a presence that is here that we are supposed to keep out because of, and like this is the moment when we see what that is. What is it? <sighs> Giant worm in the ground, right? <laughs> That's where my head goes. Good, yeah, uh huh. G- giant, 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 giant metal and junk eating worm in the ground that like uh, sandworm style spits out of the ground and is like gobbling up huge masses of metal. God, this is it's not a junkyard. It's like a sacrificial. Oh, that's really good is the thing. I. So I, I would all hmm. I would also like to make a space between move. Oh yeah, and I I want to I want to decide who I want to reveal this old secret or new truth to. Oh, and and I want to talk through that that truth of a little bit because like I need to I need to think it through. Like I I rather I want to talk it through with you and and figure out how yeah. we're feeling about this this idea. Hit me. I love this idea of the space between as like a presence of heightened reality. Mm-hmm. What if it was sentient? Okay, yeah. What if it was like you could heighten reality? Like the you had saying that it was like a sacrificial space feels very cool to me in a like if it, if people were sacrificing things to the space between mm. in exchange for like if I need to I could sacrifice something or give something i don't know what that something is yet but like in exchange i 
can Robin Hood like a target. Like I become I go from being like someone who has trained with a gun to being like a galactic Robin Hood super marksman, right? Like uh-huh. that reality that reality that I have posited becomes bigger by way of feeding this this presence that feeds on something. I mean, I like that a whole lot. Cause that 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 puts a really like cool and weird and kind of morbid spin on the space between, right? If yeah. it's a thing that you you feed and it gives you it, it's sort of a, almost a devil's bargain, right? Like mm-hmm. it gives you this thing that that you on your surface want, but like it shifts and and changes it. I also feel like we've created the premise of like a Disney Channel original movie. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but that's <laughs> which good. You know, I mean that's 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 Star Wars in 2021. We're God, we're good. So we're fine. <laughs> this is I said Netflix and Hulu before, but this is a Disney Plus series. We yeah. can recognize that. Great. Good. <laughs> Tired. The Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so so are you saying that Garu does that? I'm going to I I'm going to make I'm going to make two back-to-back week moves here. All right. Or maybe just one. I'm going to make one weak move here because it feels like this is the right time to make a weak move. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, leaning into that idea, right? Leaning into that idea of you feed it. And maybe like we have it marked on the we have it marked on the desire sheet as intense bonds and uncontainable emotions. So it's maybe it maybe what you feed it is that intense desire and it it twists that into its most sort of undesirable form Mm. or it twists that to the most extreme interpretation possible. So the thing that I have, the thing that the, the harmful belief I have not unlearned is that every mission is a combat mission and every mission has to involve violence and something has to die every time, every time a, a soldier hits the ground. Oh, I love that so much. It's like I am a weapon, right? Like mm-hmm. my my harmful belief is that I am a weapon, and so the thing that has happened is that this 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 space that we're in has shifted into being like this weird sacrificial thing that has probably bled out of this reactor by way of I have by way of like I have willed this, right? Like mm-hmm. I I have it has given me a thing to fight because I see myself as a weapon. Oh, oh. <laughs> I love it so much. I'm here for this. I'm here for all of this. <laughs> so I'm going to take a token and I'm going to ask you, what does, what does Kane do here? Yeah. Okay. So you're saying that the giant worm pops out of the ground because you yeah. wanted something to fight, which is great. Um, I'm realizing that I need to have a go and do dumb shit week move for all of these playbooks and I haven't written them yet. <laughs> I mean, we could we could put that on the on the on the sheet right now, yeah. even, even if just for the purposes of this game. Uh, let's 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 say for the purposes for the purposes of this game, let's put a weak move on both of our playbooks. I'm going to write it out in the chat, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be very intentional about my use of quotations here <laughs> because I love it. The move that I want to posit for both of us is make quote unquote brave <laughs> and quote unquote heroic decisions. Fantastic. Yeah, the space between gave us that move. Um, yeah, that move is the space between's gift to us. <laughs> oh god, now I want to write a game that's 
where there's a magical sentient force that gives you moves, but we can't do that right now. <laughs> that's it. That's another. That's another stream for another day. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um. Well, she does have a concealed blaster, and I think that she pulls that out. Um. And starts shooting the worm. Does that? How does the worm react to that? Is it? Is the worm real? <laughs> I think the worm is like re- yes and a little bit of yes and a little bit of no. I think the worm is like a real thing that ha- that like is like not quite alive in the sense that like it is it is as a, it is it is a it is a being of pure belief in its in its realness. So like mm. when you shoot it it rears back, but it rears back because you think that you're that it's supposed to rear back. Oh god. Good. <laughs> Good. That's uh that's so fucking good. Um I yeah. Um I think I I think I am I am spraying spraying lasers as well kind of like utterly recklessly almost mm-hmm. like uh this is this is this is uh over enthusiastic about having an opportunity to fight and and prove themselves. Mm. Uh, Garu is just like f- just spraying lasers in every every which direction, and I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to give you this token that I have. Oh, thanks. And put myself in danger here, and I think like what happens is like the thing the the worm kind of like rears back at you and. Mm. Like I start spraying, I start spraying. I I like I rush in, spraying in every which direction, and suddenly this thing is chasing me through hills and up and down. And I'm just like, I'm like, I've got this, I've got this. If this <laughs> oh is God. this is what I'm here for. Yeah, I think I think like after that, Kane is kind of like, she like you know like shakes her head like like okay that was weird. Uh, and like is back to reality. And is like okay, what the hell? There's a big worm. Um, in this junkyard. <laughs> um, all right, what are we gonna do about it? Um, what's Dash doing? Also, uh, that's a great question. Let me look at Dash's. Um, I think I am going to say that is a question. I'm gonna make a move for scum and villainy here. Yeah, hell yeah. I was about to say you could do that. Uh, Dash is nowhere to be. Dash is nowhere to be goddamn seen. <laughs> So now, do I gain a token, or does Scum and Villainy gain a token here? Which, what uh, what move are you using? Introduce or invite a betrayal and gain a token. Yeah, yeah. So that would be Scum and Villainy gaining a token. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give Scum and Villainy a token because I think Dash I think Dash saw this, and you know, Dash is not this is uh, this is this is a this is a day job. <laughs> this is this is for this is for you two to deal with. I this is not my priority. He just he he dashed away. Yeah, he dashed. Th- now we find out why his name is Dash, <laughs> and we find out why no other smuggler likes likes Aww. him. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what that looks like is like Kane looking over to like give orders to Dash, who is just gone. Mm-hmm. I think I think, and then we add to that like. I'm on top of a hill. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I spray a few lasers at the worm and I look over my shoulder and Dash's ship is like lifting off. <gasps> and in that like in that like absurdly Star Wars way, 
like we get like I make eye contact with Dash and my heart is broken. Aww. <laughs> Despite the fact that, that he is in the cockpit of his ship. <laughs> so now let me ask you a question from a game design perspective. Uh-huh. So what happens when Scum and Villainy gains a token? So that means that it could then so like basically that is a pool that is shared by in this case, you know, like the scum and villainy general, like if we wanted to introduce a new criminal or something or like just, okay, oh, it. there's like people, you know, there were criminals here before and they left this thing or that could be Dash again. You know, it all kind of. Oh, is. I missed. I missed that some of their moves say give them a token. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> now, I, now, I, now I'm up to speed. Now I'm up to speed. Yeah, I guess I guess I should also mention a new thing in Galactic 2E is lateral moves where you give someone else a token. Got it. Okay, now I am up to speed. That is that is a very neat and cool. Like I love lateral moves. That that feels like a great growth of 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 belonging outside belonging move relationships. It, it feels like a neat way to add to the token economy. Thank and you. now I'm seeing how that ties into the setting elements, and that's dope as hell. Thanks. So what's 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 Kane's next move here? Um. Yeah, I was looking at her moves, and. I mean, so she has enact a planner order and follow it through. And she also has de-escalate a conflict between parties with a common goal. And I kind of like that second one. Um, <laughs> in the case, of, I I would like to imagine that somehow the worm, or I guess the space between maybe, and the two of us have some kind of common goal. Yeah, so I have a I have a pitch for that. I have a pitch for what the common goal is. Okay. Uh, if this worm, this worm wants this reactor, mm. and the space between wants to put us in a spot where we have to decide if we're willing to sacrifice that reactor. Ah. Uh, so the common goal is we both want wearing, the reactor. I think I'm wearing it on my back like a backpack. Oh. Oh, I was Just, imagining it being way bigger, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I was imagining it being large enough that like one of us, one of us, or maybe two of us was carrying it. But like, uh, so let's talk about how big we think this thing is. I was, I was imagining like, I what is the size compared? Like a like like table size. Okay, I like that. No, I like that. There's there's a very specific Star Wars visual. I'm not going to be able to find it, and it's going to kill me. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what Star yeah, Wars is, so it's fine. That's fine. Uh, Galactic is what matters. And there's a very specific shot. There's a very specific thing that two guys do in a movie that I saw one time about wars among the stars, where oh, like they make movies. Two about guys. That? Yeah, I know, right? Huh. I, I, you'd think you'd hear more about it. Hmm. Um, there's this thing that that we're like there. It's in the Death Star. The Millennium Falcon has parked, and two guys like bring in on a. On a, on a cot or on, like, a stretcher, just two large boxes. And it's not explained <laughs> what those boxes are or what they're doing, but they're just, like, carrying two crates among on a stretcher. Oh, and they just, like, carry it into the – they carry it into the – into the uh, the Millennium Falcon. And that's kind of – I think I think hearing you say table size, that's what I'm picturing is it's two large boxes on a stretcher. Right. Yeah, I mean, I actually barely remember the original – trilogy i have i have seen them but i like barely remember it so that's that's great because i have no memory of that good it's it's a very it's i wish i could find a picture of these guys <laughs> carrying these boxes on a stretcher but like that's not a thing you can google <laughs> that's not a that's not a thing you can find 
I'm sure there's some like fancy word that it would be, you know, somebody screaming oh, yeah. at their phone right now. Oh yeah, somebody there is someone is listening to this and I have made a lifelong enemy <laughs> by describing this scene and not having the terms for it. Okay, so now I'm now I'm wondering how exactly I can de-escalate this conflict. Um I guess also without betraying the fact that the worm is doing the things that we think that it should do. Um, because I do really like that. Oh, is it that she realizes that? Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's great. Right? Like, like is it is it literally like because she's watching from a distance and trying to like, you know, but it like has her blaster and, out? And- She's yeah, it's like it, there's there's a moment that's a great that is a great like diplomat like strategist moment is like you're watching me fight this thing and you're almost watching it become more fearsome and more like and more deadly as like you're watching me fight it. Yeah, yeah, like I was thinking like like I was watching it thinking about its strategy for fighting you because I'm trying to, you know, mm-hmm. stop it and stuff and I'm like, "Oh, it would probably, you know, like you know, Dude. make a left right here, and then it does, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, and like after a couple, I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> am I making it do that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you this token from the space between. Oh, uh, I'm gonna give you this token because you have, you have uh, uncovered an, a true, you've uncovered an old secret or new truth. So I'm gonna give you this token from the space between. Oh, thank you. Um, imagine me, me spinning around like Ash from Pokemon. <laughs> I discovered an old secret or a new truth with the token in my hand. Yeah. Like a bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Great. Um, <laughs> I mean, the space between does make things more like an anime basically. So hundred percent. Canonically that happens. It's, um, that's, that's, can, that's canon. That's canon. There you go. You can't, you can't stop us now. Put it on the wiki. Um, yeah. And I think like, like after realizing that she, Right, because because I think I think like like she's like oh, and now it stops and like it doesn't do anything because like you know mm-hmm. that's like saying what did you think a million dollars would fall out of the sky? Um, yeah. So so she has to, you know, kind of like like <laughs> figure out an actual logical. God, I love this because there's no way to, there's no way to represent this in any kind of like visual medium, um, except like oh, yeah. doing a. a a mind palace scene from Sherlock, I guess. <laughs> um, so what's unfolding here? God, I'm so I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> right, but like she has to like be like, okay, what is like a logical thing that I could actually make myself believe that this worm would want? And of course, yeah. the first thing is like the reactor. Oh yeah, and at that moment, at that moment, it like pauses and turns back to the reactor. God, that does that does rule a lot. <laughs> It does. That does. That is like that's a great moment of like you talking through this, and then you look at the reactor, and it lit turns and it looks at the reactor, and then I am turning and looking at the <laughs> reactor, and it's just like, uh oh, oh no. Hmm. I'm wondering. I if think I... I'm going. Oh, go for it. I was going to make a weak move, but I'm going to hear what you had to say. I was going to say I'm wondering if I want to ask the worm what would get you to side with me or my cause right now. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. Maybe we already kind of did that. No, no, no. I think that's perfect. I like that a lot. I like, I think that, that I'm looking at, I'm looking at our, our setting elements here and I'm trying to decide what the answer to this question is. I think it is, you would have to identify some, something that it would want. If you can, if you can think of something else that it would want 
Rather, mm-hmm. if Kane can think of something else that the worm would want that isn't the reactor, then it's going to want that thing, right? Like, if there's yeah. something, if Kane can think of something. <laughs> I mean, my first thought was, like, where's Dash? Is he gone? Um, I think... <laughs> I mean, he might just be gone. Like, that's completely fair, and I can think of something else. But I think it'd be very funny if this ended with her being like, nah, go after go after the one who's the coward. I Here's the thing. That feels, that feels like exactly what the space between would want. <laughs> and so I think reality has to, like, rewrite itself a little bit, right? Like, I think... I think we see like Dash is in kind of the upper atmosphere and is starting to get away, and then just like in a split second, a, a worm latches onto the back of his ship and like <laughs> drags him screaming back to the ground. The ship crashes, he ejects, rolls out, is covered in ash. Aww. And is like laying kind of like like laying kind of like at boat, like like I'm like stumbling up to you, like gun is empty. Dash is laying at your feet, just covered in dirt and muck. This worm is destroying the ship. Oh, no. Right now we're all stuck here. And I think I I really want to I'm gonna I'm gonna make another move. I'm gonna make another setting move, because I think this is the exact moment to make a very good setting move. Oh yeah. I'm gonna give a token. I'm going to give a token to uh to the mandate Mm. to foreshadow a larger threat ah good and i think like what happens is like we are stranded we are stranded we are stuck i think i i i i think there's a little bit more play to do but this is close to a cliffhanger of like for reasons unknown to us mandate mandate ships have appeared in the sky around us okay okay good that's that's what i was gonna (laughs) say too so yeah yeah it's like we're looking up at the sky and just like the 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 silhouettes of ships are appearing around us and it's just like well how the hell are we getting out of here oh no yeah i I love that fuck is that the cliffhanger do we want to keep going i mean i i Unless you have something else that you you really want to do i I don't know that i do and that is a really strong like strong cliffhanger yeah. like that is a strong like next chapter cliffhanger right like that's that's the strong end of this issue of this of this of this tie-in comic to the galactic <laughs> tv series okay is yeah. like watching those ships come down yeah and we're like all like like you know i i got i uh, helped dash to his feet you know we're all kind of standing like back to back in a circle just like looking at the sky as these ships descend Okay, I have one last beat that I want. Go for it. And I have a token to spend for it. Actually, uh, it's two moves. It's two moves in rapid order, if I may. If I may, if I may violate oh, of, the, of the, the rules a little bit. That's not even, that's not even a violation. You can, that's fine. Because I want to, because I want to, I want to take this token from the mandate, put it, give it to me, give it to Garu, and then have Garu have a, a strong move in, in exchange to mm-hmm. give us our, a very good set up to a very good cliffhanger hell yeah putting someone in immediate danger i think that like we see like the the last page of this comic right is like a big shot of one of these ships that is starting to land and on the side of it is like an insignia for this one particular vessel Mm. 
And it's the it's the vessel that Garu was serving on mm-hmm. when their best friend was killed. Like this is the commanding officer that wants me dead, right? Like this yeah, is yeah. this is this is my other relationship. And the last thing that we see is like hand on my gun, like a very different face, like like changing my look my character's look from being nervous eyes in a sincere voice to being like full on weary, like weary eyes and curt speech. It's like, I know how we're getting out of here. And it's not gonna be pretty. Aw, good. <laughs> And that's and that's our that's our that is our big dramatic cliffhanger, and that means that that's game. Yeah, I this was so good, Riley. Was, this, yeah. uh, I look. I I know I say this about a lot of games, but I'm going <laughs> to say it extremely hard here. I'm going to double say it about this. Mm. I could legitimately play this game. Like I could play this game out for several more hours of just like following these stories, and that is a very good sign. Yeah, this was really fun. This this fucking this world so much. Thank you so much for coming on and playing this game with me. This was so great. Thank you for having me. I I do think it's funny that I've now played the least romantic game of Evil and the least Star Wars game of Galactic with you. <laughs> you know what? That's what we're doing here. We're we're expanding genres. Yeah, that's, no, that's it's what good. we're doing here. I mean, my first playtest adventure took place in an eternal '90s mall, so like, it's fine. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes that's the magic of games is that we take the stories that we love and we do them in ways that we did not think was possible. I mean, that is that is literally why I wrote this game. So, like, um, I love it. I'm so happy about it. Ugh, thank you so much for playing this with me real quick before I wrap up. Where can people find you and your work online? Yeah, so you can find the games that I write at metagame.itch.io. And you can find my Twitter. This is the first time I'm plugging my new at, which is just Riley Russell. I feel I feel so honored. It's an exclusive hot scoop. <laughs> yeah. If, if you didn't know, if you if you care about me and you didn't know that I changed my Twitter, I can't imagine you caring about me and not following me on Twitter. Like why else? Why are you here? Yeah, that's where the and magic is. Hi happens. mom, I guess. That's Twitter Twitter is the space between. That's it it heightens all of our it heightens all of our emotions yeah. and makes us all feel intense emotions. Mm. Misery is an intense emotion. So it, you know, <laughs> it's this all tracks. Yeah. Can turn dominions uh, into empires. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know if that's anything. <laughs> uh well thank you so much. This was so so good. And for now I'm gonna throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, Fast Me. And thanks again to Riley for coming onto the show. That game was like the absolute best games that we play on the show, I was so happy with the story we told, and I really wish we could have just carried on with it for another couple of, like, and like I could have played this game for a strong 6 to 12 hours of just making Star Wars stuff, and I would have been extremely happy. This game rips. You should own a copy. You should go buy it at metagame.itch.io slash galactic. Check the show notes for more information. And be sure to follow Riley on Twitter at Riley Rethal. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Head to our Discord at bit.ly slash Party of One Discord. Head to our merch store at bit.ly slash Party of One Merch. And if you're looking for another podcast to enjoy, check out All My Fantasy Children, a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by you, in which every week my best friend Aaron Tano says and I take a listener-submitted prompt. We spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at OneShotPodcast.com because All My Fantasy Children is part of the OneShot Podcast Network. If you'd like to support any of the things that I do financially, you can do so at Patreon.com slash JeffStormer or Ko-fi.com slash JeffStormer. You can also, I don't know, leave us a nice review on iTunes or Podchaser, tell a friend about the show on social media, 
do any any anything that helps us grow and reach new listeners and do bigger and better and cooler things. I love every bit of it. They all make me very happy and I appreciate everything that you do. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran featuring the D&D Sluggers. And the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, coming onto the show as a guest, or about press coverage of the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, that's really all we do here, so thank you for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, the force will be with you. Always. Never gonna die.